Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. Wait, I was thinking that was going to be a little more exciting. Can you? Oh yeah, the you were Matthew about- McConaughey is your best. That is your best opening. Come on. I can't just do it. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. No, I can't do the that all right, one. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I gotta be feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Oh, what? We're, we're podcasting today. You're yeah. not feeling it. I'm not feeling the McConaughey. No. Wow. Well, okay. well, this this always helps me. That's there, Andy's. there we go. There yeah. we go. Now Andy's ready. To f- <laughs> he's fired up. Yeah, it's uh, I am fired up. Blazing hot out. Yeah. I'm uh, already sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy, but it's it's warm. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. we have guests here, and they have to not unfortunately, but I said, it's, wow, so, whoa, it's so hot. Wow. Sorry, sorry, I said it wrong. But I'm saying that it's Welcome. so hot back here. <laughs> we'll be we'll be taking off now. Oh, See you geez. guys. Bye. No, I'm sorry. It's so hot back here in the studio. Mm-hmm. We need to get like a portable AC unit. We need one of those um, Dyson fan things that don't make any noise. Oh yeah, now we're talking. Mm-hmm. You did suggest that a while ago. Well, yeah, but we need a couple more sponsors in order to get one of those Dysons. I mean, yeah. how many of those cost? Like your firstborn or something right. to get a Dyson? <laughs> yeah. you know? I think Dyson would sponsor us. Oh, they should. They need to, you don't go. they? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, that's who they need to branch out to, the common folks. Boom. Boom. Because those are the it. people that use it. All right. I'll hashtag them on our next post. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure they're Sounds really, like a plan. Yeah, listening. So, so who do we got here today, Ben? Today we have a couple of local folks. TJ and Tiff Olson. Yep. Uh, hello, from hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> they have to hand the mic back and forth. So yep. I'll just get close we'll to just, you. We'll just talk like this the whole time. Oh, that's <laughs> together. That is cute. Oh. That is gonna be a clip. That, that's a clip. We, we do we do a little video. We're Cameras cutting are rolling. That. Yep. Yeah. Cameras right. are rolling. Yeah. <laughs> that won't be the last one, I'll guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> I get a few more white claws in me, this could get real interesting. Oh that. boy. Did you see their koozies? Uh, I do see those. They like nuts, apparently. Yeah. I heart nuts. Oh, I heart. Mm. Okay. Maybe we'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Okay. What we will. is that about? So okay. you, so you folks own Round the Bend Steakhouse. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, not too far from here. It's been kind of like a staple in the community for a long time. I mean, how, how long has that place been around? Uh, Dad bought it in 1995. Completely unbeknownst to my mom, which there's plenty of story there to talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. <laughs> um, 1995, and then built the new Round the Bend up the hill. Mm-hmm. And when we opened that, 2003? 2003. We opened that one up. And then Tiff and I bought it from mom and dad, 2012. Mm-hmm. And it's been ours since then. Since 2012. Yep. So we're 10, this last May was our 10 year anniversary. Well, so you guys own this place, uh, this steakhouse, kind of a good watering hole too, meeting place between Omaha, yes. Lincoln, and the surrounding areas. Yep. For those folks that don't know, but but you guys are still married. I mean, how, you guys are <laughs> together. <laughs> yep. For for more topics to talk about, we've actually been together since our eighth grade year of junior high. Yeah. Mm. Oh wow. So it's been wow, a hot minute. Wow, that's longer yeah, than us. I have it's a long letters. Time from him in high school talking about franchising around the bend and being like sorry i can't come over tonight i gotta go to work yep. <laughs> it used to be a 
It was a point of contention yes. in our relationship to the point where Tiff and her mom would sit and pray together that Round the Bend would close before we owned it. <laughs> there is a lot behind that. Oh, there's a lot. I know we only got about an hour or so, but we got plenty of stuff there. We can get into relationship, marriage, business ownership. Yeah. Mm. You were also working a second job then Oh, yes. Well. Yeah. I get a feeling we're going to have to do an episode too. Yeah, it sounds that way. Because, I mean, we kind of left everyone with a cliffhanger there. I heart nuts. I mean, everyone's got to wonder what's going on with your guys' koozies. So so the, the koozies, I heart nuts. I love nuts. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that, that comes from our annual party we throw at Round the Bend Steakhouse, which is the Testicle Festival. That's right. You heard that right. Testicle Festival. We party our balls off. Once a year, every year, Father's Day weekend, the Saturday, there's my shameless plug, Saturday of Father's Day weekend every year, um, just throw a party. It's just a, we, we call it the best Midwest field party. Mm-hmm. Live music, ice cold beer, hot nuts, and just people getting together, hanging out, every walk of life, now, just wanting to hang out. When you're saying hot nuts, you're talking about Rocky Mountain oysters, Rocky right? Mountain oysters. Fried. S- yep. Okay. Nuts. <laughs> They're t- not bad. Testicles of a calf. At all. Is it? No, is there not. is there name like is that like a regional name as far as like a Rocky Mountain oyster or whatever like is there names all over the country for I that I think there or? is yeah you know we call them we call them bull fries or beef mm-hmm, fries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rocky Mountain oysters people yeah. they know what that is they've I heard say, that I grew up in Denver and that's what they were called Rocky Mountain oysters which yeah and I think that's a sense. blanket yeah. statement like yeah. Rocky Mountain oysters are yeah. beef lamb pork turkey mm-hmm. okay and we used to have all of them around the bend we had all of them lamb beef pork and turkey actually owned the restaurant for dad owned it for a couple of years before I really knew that turkeys had testicles. Mm-hmm. Same thing. <laughs> we talked about we this. We talked about this in Zach and in the millennial farmer yeah. podcast, yeah. because Zach and Randy had been in town. We went to your guys's place. That's right. Yep. And then we Appreciate were, that, by yeah, the way. yeah, it was fun. fun for sure. And then we were talking about it. Um, the next day on the podcast, we were yeah. like, where are the, where are the turkey balls? Like, yeah, <laughs> they've got a beard that hangs off the front, but there's not a yeah. sack that hangs off. the Yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> They'd just so be strange. wallowing around, dragging their balls. So yeah. we decide they're just tucked up in there? Yeah, they're like, yeah they, I guess like they just never drop. So Andy, Andy would know because you've, yeah, yeah, you've harvested yeah, plenty of them. Yeah, they're tucked up in there, you know, just like like a bobcat. Or there's certain animals where it's conducive for them to kind of stay up in their anatomy, yeah. you know, and that's okay. what's going on there. Protects them probably. Um, and I, I actually have some personal experience with this. On the other with end, nuts being up, with, with the <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, so I grew up on a ranch, and we, you know, you'd work your cattle. At the height of it all, we had about 300 head. Okay. And then, you know, you guys around you would help you work those cows and calves. And uh, I can remember, like, it was always my job and the young guy's job to throw those calves and harness them back while somebody would come by with a razor and cut those nuts out. Mm. Uh, and there was always at least one guy that was there like, hey, save those in that ice cream bucket. You know, and that's why <laughs> yep. for Rocky Mountain Oysters. I'm like, this is a weird dude until I found out that, you know, he's going to fry those up later. <laughs> right, right. And that's actually to go all the way back. So this year was our 29th annual. Uh, 2023 will be the 30th Testicle Festival. To go clear back to the beginning, that's how the Testicle Festival got started. Uh, some of the good old boys from the old Round the Bend, the original Round the Bend down in South Bend, mm-hmm. um, they would do yep. the calf fry. They'd just bring them over yep. after after branding and yep. take them back. And the old owner, Ben Brooks, he would cut them, fry them, and they just have a little party. And then it's grown into what it is today. Yeah, then it grew. Then it grew. I was yeah. going to ask how that started and if you guys have seen other people do it. 
Yeah, there's like, tons of them oh, okay. across the country. Okay. Turkey Testicle Festivals. There's, I think it's Indiana or Illinois does one. Okay. Uh, there was a huge one in Montana yeah. that was, it's since shut down. Unfortunately, they had some accidents where some people died, hmm. so they had to shut it down. But it was. That one was a little more X rated. That was super X rated. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was, that was yeah. Like, yeah, the guys it walking, it's, it was like Sturgis on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> you see pictures of it, and you're just like, oh. That's a large man, and he has no clothes on. Yeah, just yeah. strolling around. Yeah. So yeah, that that one goes on, but they're yeah they're everywhere. They're okay. all over the place. Ours is, I, th- I think ours is probably the biggest in the Midwest. Um, we'll run thirty five hundred to four thousand people through just in one day, and right at two thousand pounds, so a ton of nuts. And so about we went to your last one. Yeah, it, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it totally makes sense that it would you know of what it's come from that it was the mm-hmm. uh, it would have been like a roundup and yeah. Um, you know, working the cattle and the calves and so on and so forth. Like that totally makes sense. Um, what, so you say a ton, what would that equate to in number of animals you think? I don't know because like, and it's hard on a, on a podcast without seeing what I'm talking about, but some people will come into the restaurant even they're like, we want to try them, but can you get us a little nut? Like we just want a little one. And you kind of talk to them a little bit and they're expecting (laughs) this thing to come out, look like an apple. Okay. So we, we did too. So I thought it would be like a puff. Like a yeah. circle when ball. We came, when we came the first time and we had them with, with Zach. Zach and Randy, we all talked about it afterwards, and we every single one of us expected it to be like a like a mushroom, yeah. you know, like a fried mushroom that you're going to bite into it, and it was going to be like juicing oh, down oh, your bad. chin. And oh, like, man. We, we totally thought that's what it was going to be, oh, but it wasn't. It was thankfully. not. So yeah. they're more like, <laughs> the way I describe them, they look like mini chicken fried steaks. Yes. Yeah. They're thin, yeah. thin meat. Thin, ours are a little heavier breading, and we get kicked back on that all the time because we used to have a really thin coating on them mm. and a lot more meat, but people didn't like that. You know, they're trying these things. Yeah. It's an experience, yeah. and yeah. you want them to enjoy them, right? Oh, so more So breading. we went more breading, a little less nut. And like I said, we get... I don't know, 25% of the people that are hardcore nut eaters yeah. that know what a good nut is. <laughs> yep. They Can't put some balls in their mouth. They know. <laughs> they're ready. They're like, ah, it's not enough meat. And, and I would agree with them, but they're they're really good, and we want the masses to enjoy them, yep. not just select yeah. few. So yeah. um, I think there was a question there earlier on in that that I don't think I answered, but – talking about what it came out as oh yeah just that's what they that's what they expected and come out as look like a like a fried mushroom that's a that's a perfect description of what people think it's gonna be no tj tiffin we kind of talked about a little bit before the pod uh i grew up in a small town and so like i love the small town bar atmosphere and and i can actually think back to days going into lynch bar you know and it, just one of the regulars would come in with his haul of mushrooms, morel mushrooms. For oh, the yes. Day. And, I mean, you, you're you not going to have a better fried mushroom than a good old boy that you know coming in with a big old plate of them, you know, wanting to share them. And you're already drinking cold beer. You're bellied up. I mean, and that's that's kind of where you guys – that's your lineage. That's where you guys come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's that's the, the old place though, that I refer to that you'll hear me say is the old round the bend. It's a mile and a half from the current around the bend and it is it was just a hole in the wall just that that watering hole really um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, there were literally holes yeah <laughs> holes in the floor holes in the wall like but those holes in the floor those were there for those were on purpose because the Some whole building <laughs> the whole building was built on two by ten oh i'm, like, uh, I'm confused floor joists mm-hmm. on dirt like that's how old this building was yeah, yeah. so in the winter time they would the copper pipes would freeze so dad had dad was he owned it before us he had certain spots that they would cut out when the pipes would freeze, 
cut the floor out with a circular saw, reach down in there, solder the pipe back together, set the floor back, throw a couple nails in it, and good to go. <laughs> there was probably a half Perfect. a dozen of those throughout the whole place yeah. over the years. So, you know, I was 14 years old yeah. and learning how to solder pipe with my dad standing there above me go. yelling at me and telling yeah. me how to do it. Yeah. You just figure it out. Yeah. Or you had to hold the flashlight. He's yelling at you for that. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all, all been there. But, yeah, holes <laughs> holes in the ceiling, holes in the floor. Um, my, my, my greatest memory – my, the whole family worked there, and my sister was the head cook for a number of years, for 15 years. Yeah. And the old place was so underpowered coming in, and we tried to pull every bit out as, that we could. The main circuit would blow. The main breaker, mm-hmm. the whole building would blow. Mm-hmm. So my sister would go back there with a uh, CO2 tank and a hose and spray it down with CO2 to, to cool, cool it off. off. <laughs> nice. And then pop it back on so we could keep cooking. That's awesome. <laughs> You just did what you had to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. 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 I'm 14, 15 years old, slinging beers to people, waiting. <laughs> you know, you can't do that's not legal, but people are thirsty, and yep. They, yeah. they just did it. Dad had to buy the uh, property across the street from the old place for a parking lot mm. because yep. people just came from everywhere mm-hmm. to to enjoy what we had, and that's that's using Dad's. We still use it to this day. We use Dad's kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Yep. That's it. Meat yep. and potatoes. Yep. Simple seasoning. Yep. Grill it. Send yep. it out right. And it's really um, very interesting because if if I didn't know you guys and if I didn't have my own experience with the restaurant, I would drive by as a business owner, as a business guy, and look at that and be like, no freaking way. <laughs> <laughs> like, this place is out here in the middle of nowhere. It's in between, you know, it, yes, oh, it's I in know. between two major cities, but it's yeah. a drive from it each is. one. Yeah, it's 25 minutes from Lincoln or Omaha. Yeah. It, it's off the beaten path. I would I would just be like. It's I, just round the bend. It there is. That's right. Oh, Hi. hey, hey. Yo. Uh, but for for I, for sure, I would just be like, there, "There's no way this place is gonna this is gonna work." Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. When we, when we have to go buy it, I mean, the bankers are like, "This does not make any sense on yeah. paper." I'm like, "Yeah, I know we're in the middle of a cornfield, and there's literally like South Bend is what two miles away, yeah, mile and a half down the road. Ashland is the closest, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Yeah, we know." And they're like, "Yeah, we don't know if we want to take a gamble with you guys." Yeah, we were, we were really fortunate there, you know, bunny trail off on that story. Um, we had Jacob Maloshek, who owns Arc Financial. He's our business consultant, right-hand man, the guy that just helps us make decisions. We went to him uh, when Dad still owned it. Business was kind of failing. It's 2009, 10, coming out of recession time. Jacob said, I'm willing to help, but you're going to do everything above board. You know, Dad's old school. Cash comes in, sure. cash comes yep. out. Nobody right. needs yep. to know, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Jacob's not that way. So every penny in is accounted for, every penny out is accounted for. We know where it's going, what it's doing, how it's working for us. And he came in and over the next two years um, paid off a ridiculous amount of debt that we had racked up on credit cards. Um, you know, not our proudest moment, but paying taxes on credit cards because mm-hmm. we didn't have any money. Yep. Don't know where it went. Um, but uh, we get to a couple years down the road, Jacob's turned the business around. It looks good on paper. We're working our butts off. Fam- whole family's working their butts off. The plan is to buy it. And we had the bankers come in and sat down with us. Uh, and I showed them from start to finish. Like, this is what happens when you walk in the door around the bend. You're greeted like this. And you get sat here. And then while you're ordering, this is what's going on with your steaks. And I went mm-hmm. back and cut steaks for them and showed them how we do that and what makes our process different. All the things. We, we I don't know, it took an hour mm-hmm. to show them all this. And we sit down with them. And uh, we're in the dining room. And he's like, the, the two bankers... And then the president of the bank, Chris, Chris, who had our back. And they're like, hey, you know what? Really appreciate all the work you guys did for us, showing us how everything goes. 
but this isn't going to work. Oh, like, just gosh. pretty much, just rip the rug Ouch. right out from under us. Like, yeah. instantly. Kick me square yeah. in the balls. They haven't got their food yet. I'm just like, <laughs> and, I, and I didn't get it. And I sat back, and I'm like, you know what? And, and you weren't you weren't there. I was there. Were you there when, I, when, I, when they were telling us this? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just sat back, and I'm like, guys, you're going to look at me like I got three heads, and I really don't care, but God's going to make this work for us. We are a city on a hill. This is going to work because this isn't just to put money in our pocket. It's to provide jobs for single moms and put food mm-hmm. on the table for other families and to have a place for people to have quality time gathered around our table. This is different, and it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And they all shook our hands and said, you know, mm-hmm. sure it is. Yeah, good yeah. luck. And Chris Greenfield, who will forever be a lifelong friend of ours who had our back from the jump, that they had to do – I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's kind of like a business valuation – and it had to come back at a certain number. And if it didn't come back, that was going to be the banks out. They're going to be like, oh, sorry, we can't. We can't do it. Well, Chris called me, and he's like, hey, the valuation came back three times what it was supposed to. Mm. They have no way to tell you no now. Called an emergency yes. meeting, wow. had everybody come in, sign wow. the paperwork, and we owned it a month later. Yeah. So it, it it was all God. God winks walking through it that with us. Like We knew it in our, in our heart that it was going to work, mm. and there was a purpose for it. And, you know, we're four and a half Xing the business that my dad did when he was running it at peak. We're four and a half times that business now mm-hmm. with virtually the same place other than a brand new remodeled kitchen, upgraded kitchen. Mm-hmm. Same space, same everything. Just just turning out more. So mm-hmm. God's been so good to us through that whole process and seeing how that worked. And it, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. So is, cool. Is your dad still around? Yes, he is. Yeah, mom and dad are still alive. They live uh, just east of Lincoln. So do they come come up and yeah, like yep. Mom's up there at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. But do they ever work anymore? No, they no, just, that was okay, in the contract. Okay. That was a oh, okay. Yeah, you, just to you, make sure. I'm buying this for your full asking price. You do not get to tell me how to do this now. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that was <laughs> and that, yeah, that was. Not a point of contention for us. Oh, I but... think it was a point of contention. <laughs> it wasn't for me. Like when Tiff I... changed the locks the day after we bought it. Oh. And my dad came up to get a bottle of whiskey and some steaks one day. He's like, why does my key work? I'm like, uh, talk to Tiff. <laughs> I was very much like just business minded of this is black and white for me. Yep. It, especially we did pay full asking price. Like there were some things that were set in place where I was like, if this is ours, anybody else we would have bought this from. We would have been like, we need your keys back and nobody else can have the codes and we're changing. And so that was easy for me. Yeah. And there was a lot of, there's a lot of hands in the cookie jar. Like there's four of us kids. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, they weren't trying to be, be mean by any means, but it's like, hey, we're having a family get together. Yep. Let's just swing up to around the bend and grab a cooler ice and about 12 steaks and 10 burgers and whatever else we need. It's just, it became kind of regular for us Uh Mm -hmm. and it was all good. And then Tiff's like, hey. We just went seven figures deep into debt for this place. <laughs> yeah. That's done. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I it, it took me a little while to come around to that. <laughs> well, and but... I wanted to do inventory and I was like, where is our money going? How mm-hmm. is it coming in? We had spent two years getting it to be from the red to the black. Like, oh I was like, we can't just right. hand that back over and be like, yeah. This was just all on paper and everything stays the same. Yeah. So Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work well with the every penny in penny out measuring right. up i mean yeah. what how's that saying go it's a country song uh god is great you know mm-hmm. beer god is, is good, good beer is good yeah. people are crazy yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and, and, and your family's boy, even worse <laughs> <laughs> but your boy the financial guy i mean that if you don't set a plan 
you know, for success, you're just planning for failure. Exactly. So that's exactly what he did is he gave you guys the groundwork. And once you saw that, Tiff, you're like, this is an easy decision for me. No more free steaks, no more free cooler of beer walking out the doors. Because then it's not going to add up. It's not going to make sense. Mm -hmm. Okay? Exactly. And if it kind of sucks, like your best friends or sometimes even your family – there should be, they should be the ones that line up and be like, yes, I want to pay for that hat full price. I want to buy all this. Yes. I want but they're the, a lot of times they're the ones that are like, hey, can I get that for free? What's mm-hmm. up? Yeah. It's like, oh, man, come it on. Does, it does happen that way a lot. And I, and I think, you know, I had more of an emotional tie to that. It's sure. my, it's my yep. mom and dad. It yep. was my sister I worked hand-in-hand with for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, brother, other sister, brother-in-laws, nieces, nephews, we all, right. everybody was there. Yeah. And everybody's played an intricate part of making Round the Bend what it is today. I mean, mm-hmm. my brother, he's he found Round the Bend. He drove past it and saw the for sale sign in the, mm. in the front yard and told dad about it. And dad went to the family dentist and said, hey, I need some cash. We're a family friend. He's the dentist. He had cash. And they bought it together. <laughs> and then came home and told, hey, mom, guess what? We own a bar. Bingo. In South Bend. <laughs> right. Surprise. And it's a pile of crap. <laughs> With holes in the floor. Yes. Well, not yet. It was still okay then. We put the holes in the floor. The pipes pipes weren't frozen. We own those holes. (laughs) Oh, man. Awesome grassroots success story. I'm telling you what. (laughs) Um, One thing that I see that you guys tend to be pretty heavily involved in is, like, support of, like, military and first responders. Yeah. Where does that come in in your guys' story? Uh, We both got military background families. Um my grandfather was in World War II. He was a navigator in B-52s, and he was shot down. He's a prisoner of war for about, oh gosh, I want to say 12 days. It was right towards the end of the war, but just horrific things done to him in that time frame. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book about it. Um, he's no longer with us, but wrote a book about it to just remember all those things that, that happened. So he was World War II navigator. Uh, my dad was in the Army in the, I want to say it was the Korean War. Never, never had to go over. Uh, he tells the funny story that his commanding officer was like a month from retirement and his unit got called up and his commanding officer's like, nope, no. not going. <laughs> uh, kind of the same thing right towards the end of the war. And it just, he didn't end up having to go into war. And then my brother, Sean, um, he's the oldest of the four kids. He was in the Marine Corps, um, 87, 88 to 91, somewhere in that ballpark. Did uh, first tour over in Desert Storm uh, when that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just – and then your grandfather? Yeah, so I have a few grandpas that were Air Force, yep. grandpa that was Navy. Um, currently we have our cousins in the Marines and Navy and so – and Army. Yep. So. And your brother-in-law just got out of the Army a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. So just we, – we know that without them – and their sacrifice and the family sacrifice, we don't get to be we don't get to be sitting here with you guys having a couple of beers on a mm-hmm. podcast. We yeah. don't get to get up in the morning and go to work and do what we love to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. The ultimate sacrifice we talk about was paid and we have to remember that and be able to give back and help out where we can, when we can. Yeah, for and sure. So and first responder wise, TJ's on the volunteer department Murdoch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Murdoch Fire and then yep. like, 12 years? I think I'm creeping up on 15 now. 15. Mm. I think. So, it's a long time. Yeah. Ben, so is Murdoch better than Murray? Oh. oh no, a, we should have we should have like a hose war or something. <laughs> we should have water fights. <laughs> yeah. Hang the keg and get after yeah. it. Yeah. So I was just thinking like a softball game or something, but okay. <laughs> oh, you're not talking fireman language there. You got to get the yeah. get the keg and the hoses out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll that, see if we can get something set up there. That yeah. does give you a whole new respect on the first responder side. For sure. Yeah. 
with yeah, the military. Yeah, yeah. yeah just on that, understand, like, you know, you, you know it, Ben, the tones drop and you just go. Yep. And yep. Morgan, there's no questions asked. It's, he's going. Yeah. You might have heard the call, but, and then for Tiff, she's worried the whole time. Mm-hmm. If it's a structure fire, she's worried about it. If it's a car accident, what am I going to see? Yep. How am I coming home? Um, you know, things like that. We, I was part of the, the Spears fire over in mm-hmm. uh, Nahaka. Mm-hmm. That changed my world. I've never been the same because of the things that we went through there. Yeah. So just to have those experiences, the experience of being gone for months or years on end without seeing your family. Yeah. I'm gone for 24 hours, maybe yeah. the longest, yeah. and I get to come home. Yeah. The service servicemen and women don't necessarily get that. Yeah. You know, and just listening to your past podcast with um, Degan's dad being on here. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the, what they what they're having to walk through now and, and trying to make greatness out of tragedy. Mm-hmm. We want to help out with those things wherever we can. For sure. Yep. And we like to be a place where, on a financial side, where money just flows through. Mm -hmm. And if there are departments or, unfortunately, deaths that happen, like, we don't want people to take a burden on a financial hit if we can help. Sure. Like, you're already going through so much. Like, that should not... Meals shouldn't be an issue. Yes. Mortgages yep. shouldn't Mortgage be an issue. Shouldn't Car be an payment issue. shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. You shouldn't have to worry about those things while you're in mourning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just not what you should have to do. Yeah, exactly. And we and we and I say we, but Tiff is the one that has set this uh, going in our family of we are just a vessel for the money. You know the way God has set set it up. We have an open hand with with everything, mm-hmm. and it's easy to say you know I I'd, I'd give it all up if I had to, but we we literally would. We would we'd give everything we have. If somebody needs it, mm-hmm. if there's a need out there and we can meet it, we're happy to. If I, if I have to sacrifice for a little bit, I'm willing. Tiff's willing, and she's been the one that's really spearheaded that and driven that into my mind over the many, many years we've been together. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. no, that's great. And and like I said, you can definitely see it in how you guys run your business. And you know, when we went out for the most recent Testicle Festival, it was obvious. You know, with, so packed, busy. It was it was, it was, it was packed. Was, but w- what I'm getting at is, you know. I, the announcements that were being made, oh, yeah. you know, how people were being treated, the shirts people were wearing, just like the camaraderie, mm-hmm. the, you know, the patriotism, it was definitely, it was yeah. definitely evident. Yes. Because yeah, like it I said, apparent. it goes back to that. Sure. We don't get to throw that silly testicle festival. <laughs> yeah. Unless yep. there's somebody protecting us so we can. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For right. sure. That's a great point. And yeah, you can tell just when you're walking in the door, you know, the signage and yep. the things that you see there. Um Kind of getting back to the business structure, you know, you guys made the plan, you got the financials right, and then I'm going to go another, because I, I got a degree in business management and marketing, you know, so like okay. I, we, I always, we do not. Right I always here? lean on that. College dropouts. <laughs> That's, yeah. Oh, man. So you're out of debt? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Really deep in debt. Just not. took it worse. <laughs> yeah. But uh, right. where I was going to go with that is um, luck. Luck is a huge part, and a lot of people don't want to admit it, you know. But there was a little bit of luck involved in, I don't care what business it was, but if it had succeeded, there's probably some outside force uh, that kind of helped that. And I think with you guys, I, I don't know if I would want to call you guys as passion, you know, luck, but it was there. But then where you guys are at, I think it's the perfect place where you're between Omaha, you're between Lincoln, you're just far off the beaten path where it's not a struggle to get there. You got a really nice golf course right down the road. Yep. Two really nice golf courses. Yeah, Iron Horse and yep. Corey Oaks. Yep. You got uh, the uh, museum Zach right down museum. the road. So you, there's there's some other things there. And it's also just a really, and I was telling you, DJ, before we got on here, 
it's a great meeting place for my brother and I. He's from Lincoln. I'm from around here. We just always stop at Around the Bend. Yep. You know, and we know what we're going to get and we like it. So I, I do think your lo- location where the bankers were looking at like, oh, this, uh, I don't like that. You should be closer to Omaha or Gretna. Right. No, right. you guys are perfect. And it was just kind of a, I think a little bit of luck set in there where you were just right there where people from Omaha and people from Lincoln were, you know, good to go that distance. Yep. And then you're an attraction too. I mean- Good God, if you're visiting Nebraska, don't you want to go to a freaking steakhouse in a cornfield? Right. Yeah. Jeez. It doesn't get more Nebraska than I, that. Yeah. Come on. Well, and that's, yeah. the, that's the marketing piece of it and, and what you guys have been building. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about social media as well. Um, is that like almost FOMO thing? Like yep. if I'm in the area, I, I got to go. Like I got to right. check this place out because it's so yeah. unique. It's so out of the ordinary. Yep. Um, when did you start getting involved in social media and, and when did you really start trying to get after it? So I think I'll, I'll preface, I'll preface all this with, I absolutely hated social media, uh-huh. hated it. It was going to be the demise of our country. Yep. Like it just, just so many bad things. Yeah. We all know it. Yeah. Um, but when, uh, the, uh, pandemic hit. And all the restaurants had to close down. Um, we didn't know what was going on, how that was all going to work. Um, we were sitting having a meeting with our general manager, our executive chef. We're in the we're in the uh, office, and Tiff threw it out. She's like, "I think we just need to get on social media, just get on Facebook, and just let some people know." And I was like, "Well, I don't have a Facebook page, so I can't run. I can't admin our Facebook page." So she created a Facebook page for me. I currently have three friends. <laughs> All right. That's it. Oh, Reaching yay. out. Yeah. As my personal one. But then I could admin the Round the Bend page that way. And we started, everybody was doing uh, press conferences. The president, the governor, mm-hmm. um, the every, oh, every freaking buddy was doing, that's all that was on TV was press conferences. So my executive chef, uh, Curtis, he's like, let's just do a press conference. I was like, cool, I'll grab the podium out of the back room, uh, throw a microphone on it. Uh, Tiff went home and got my uh, blazer, like <laughs> god-awful ugly blazer, <laughs> threw it on, and uh, we started doing press conferences. And just kind of a goofy, funny thing, and it kind of caught. You know, just not, not viral, but it just caught. People mm-hmm. kind of liked it. Yeah. And I was, I'm trying to be funny and make people laugh in a time when we don't have a freaking clue what the next day is going to bring. And we're just taking it one day at a time. And we did press conferences every day. Uh, my executive chef became my secretary of steak. So he yes. brought out beef and we there did we beef go. specials. <laughs> when we had to be closed, closed, like we couldn't operate at all. Uh, Jacob, the from Arc Financial, he's like, you're you're uh, you're gonna find, or he worked in grocery stores, and he's like, we're gonna call this thing the Mega Meat Bundle. We're gonna make it ninety nine bucks, and we're gonna pack it full of steak. And then on top of that, the toilet paper shortage, if y'all remember, yes. was yeah. going on. So we did a mega meat bundle. It had like 25 steaks in it, a bunch of burgers for 99 bucks and two rolls of toilet paper. And we ran nice. that thing. The first one, we sold like 27 of them. We were like, that's awesome. That's more money than we had when we started this week. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and, and, and to go all the way back, we had a meeting with Jacob when the, the pandemic set in. And he's like, hey, guys, we've done everything right up to this point. If the government doesn't assist us, if we can't get open to sell, You've got 28 days until you're bankrupt. That was heavy. Yeah. To where I got to call my dad because I still owe my dad money. And I got to call dad and say, hey, dad, I don't know how I'm going to pay you back. Mm -hmm. I know I'm your retirement, but sorry, I can't. Um, To look at all my employees, 
the families that we support around the bend and mm-hmm. say, sorry, good luck. Mm-hmm. Hope you can figure it out. And then to go home and tell my wife, we just built a home in 2018. We're going to have to move and we're going to have to sell everything we have just to put food on the table and look at my daughter and say, daddy can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That got real heavy real fast. Yeah. Yeah. But it lit a fire. There's no other yeah. way to say it than it put a fire under us. And it was like, all right, there, there is no quit. Well, it can light a fire or it could take you down. Yeah. And you just feel defeated. So Yeah. So we we're just like, all you. right, we're, we're in this. And we went back and we told all of our staff that that's where we're at. That's how real this is. And they bought in. And that's one thing about our staff. They're all bought in. They understand yeah. what it's about. So yeah. we started doing the Mega Meat Bundle. We sold 27 of them the first time. And then I think the second one we ran a week later, it was like 76 of them. And then we did one where it was, and, and every week we were gaining traction on social media, on Facebook. Um, we went from, I think, 1,500 people when we started that to we're at six, almost 17,000 followers now. Mm-hmm. And it's just each week was like 500 more and more mm-hmm. and more and more. Mm-hmm. And the last Mega Meat Bundle we did that really caught, we sold, was it 300? Yeah. 300 Mega Meat Bundles in three minutes. No, 200 of them. I'm sorry, 300 of them in seven minutes. That's crazy. Like sold out. Sold out. We, we put a little thing online, and we, we made it. You just go to this website, and there were people calling. I can't get on the website. I can't. Well, it's because it sold out already. We, wow. My, my butch awesome. My butchers yeah. were back there cutting to save their life, and we just. So the moving, the moving pieces of that, and that's what I was just thinking about when you said that you're not able to have guests. Right. right? You're, you're having to sell stuff like people have to pull up. It, like, yep. Almost like you're a grocery store, exactly. kind of, but they can't probably can't even come in and like shop like grocery stores nowadays, Carry, where yeah. it's Straight you know pull, put yeah. your order in, pull yeah. up, and they bring yeah. it out. Yeah. So you guys had to you had to pivot. You had to figure out, man, how do we make this work? You do that. Your your folks are in the back, so you're you're getting the meat from your suppliers and and the toilet paper apparently. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and and your guys are prepping all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. everybody like the, when I say my staff, they're sold out for us. When that all happened and we had to shut down, we had high school kids. They're obviously not in school. They mm-hmm. don't have anything going on. They'd call up and be like, hey, can we come hang out? Because we don't want to be at home. And their parents were cool with it. So they all came up. We brought couches over and put it up in the dining room, brought their TVs over. They'd do homework for a couple hours, and then they'd sit and play video games all day and all evening. Mm-hmm. And these are high school kids, and we all know what some of the high school kids are like nowadays. Right. These kids are motivated, and they were all about mm-hmm. it. And just every day would come over, and we'd get a little rush of – you know, needing help packaging meats, you know, all the sirloins are cut. Let's go package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they jump up and be like, all right, we'll go, we'll go to work. And there'd be three or four of them jump up and go clock in and work. And the parents were cool with it because they knew where they were and yep. they weren't sitting on their butts mm-hmm. at home doing absolutely nothing. They were doing something. Um, but yeah, and you know, just all those moving pieces, finding the boxes to put all those meat bundles in, mm-hmm. you know, we were fortunate Cisco, they, restaurants were closed. So they mm-hmm. had a whole lot of product they mm-hmm. had to move. So we got in with a buy with them and got some product and got that in our cooler so we could have it. And yeah, just a ton of moving pieces. And, and you said it, pivot. Yeah, yes. Pivot's the word. And I was thinking like, yeah, pivot, you just, adaptable. You just right. you like- Adapt you, or die. Yes. And yep. I freaking yeah. love that story because how many times do people, I think it's just an easy go-to, uh, to talk bad about the youth nowadays and their video sure. games and yeah. the whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I never blame the kids first. It's always the parents or yes. a coach Amen. or whatever. Amen. Oh the gosh, kids want to get out. They want to do something. They want to be involved. And you saw that firsthand. And that was kind of a, I don't know, get too gloom here, but that was a dark time in American history. This, yeah. uh, I don't know if you call that a pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. But it, it hurt a lot of really good people. Yep. And then you saw the best from high school kids that just wanted to help wanted, for no reason, yep. too. You know, 
they wanted to be active, and they you guys gave an opportunity to do that. It helped you keep your business open. Uh, let's hope we never have to go through something yeah. like that again. <laughs> but it, you really did see the good in not only you guys and business owners, small business owners, but the youth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we actually, when we could get open then, we could open to 50% capacity. You guys remember that? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. a lot of places, it didn't work for them because I'm like, we can only let 20 people in here, and that doesn't pay to turn the lights on, right? Right. Uh-huh. Well, the backside around the bend, we have the ballroom. And that's two words, if you haven't noticed, ball room. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so we had the ballroom there. And actually, you're talking about the youth. One of my 16 or 17-year-old hostesses, she, we were in there all just talking one day, and she's mm-hmm. like, well, they're doing that 50% thing, or there's talk of it. What if we just put everybody in the ballroom? Because we could put a lot more people there, right? Holy yeah. crap. Mind blown, little, brilliant. Oh, blew my mind up. Do that little six like, six oh, foot awesome. little X every six we foot. We had like 10 yeah. feet between the tables, huh? and we could there. actually put more there. people in that ballroom mm-hmm. than we could in our dining room. So fire code 600 people, so we could have 300 people at 50% capacity. Well, we put 190 seats just like our regular dining room, so we actually got to operate at full capacity mm, nice, through yeah. the whole pandemic once mm-hmm. we could get back open. And then people love, you know, we didn't yeah. understand it like we do now, but people loved the spacing and they could get away and they didn't have to be next to each other sure. and, and mm-hmm. all that. And like, it just, oh, every, it just worked. Everybody was willing to play ball to, to support the local small businesses, especially restaurant owners. I feel like you guys had such a tough time, you know, for everything you just mentioned. Yeah. And I, I think everybody in some aspect had a tough time. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, restaurants, it was kind of the forefront. You saw a lot of that businesses closing, things like that. But yep. we, we saw that we're still seeing that now. I was just going to say, so now current, are you seeing anything with, I think earlier you said help and yeah. people being there to work. Yeah. So what is the struggle now or is it? I think our struggle now is something we've created ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so in March, we went and did an upgrade of our kitchen because of the flow. And just like he was saying, we were doing four times more than what my father-in-law ever built for. So now we have this amazing dual kitchen. Well, we don't have the staff for two kitchens. Okay. So it's the bodies. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so. And we've had some people that have part, parted away from us, parted ways with us to focus on other careers or yep. going back to school, whatever it may be. Yeah. So that's created a little rift for us too with that. Right. So we need staff, but I don't feel like it is from what a lot of people are feeling from COVID or from whatever. Like it's something we've created ourselves. Yeah. We, we're, we're, we're suffering at the the hand of our own sword or whatever, just trying to keep growing and keep getting bigger and, yeah. and be better. And and, it, and it's going to come, but there's so many variables in that. Yeah, COVID happened and all that, and you can sit back. Like you said, everybody wants to complain about the youth doesn't want to work. Right. But you also got to remember, like, our parents' parents had four, five, six kids. Our parents had three to four kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's less stock out there. There's less mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. to do the job. Nebraska has a 1.9% unemployment rate, the lowest in the country. We hang our hat on that, and that's awesome, except I need people to work. <laughs> right. So Bring me the people. 1.8, 1.7, come on, let Yeah, yeah. yeah like, exactly. It's, it's great, but yeah. I, I I don't know what the answer is. Um, you know, the, the pay, you know, paying more that is, than yeah. we ever have for, for starting people. Well, yeah, and a uh, common gripe that you hear, and once again, it's a lot of a lot of social media talking heads. They're like, "Yeah, people are lazy; they're not going back there." No, they're not going back to shitty jobs 
are jobs yeah. that they don't mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. as there's any value in. If you guys have a great workplace, great demeanor, and like people want to go there, you you will get your employees. You really will. Yeah. Yep. And keep them. Yeah, and keep them. Well, or they may come back. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yep. oh, you have to leave for school or, mm-hmm. oh, I got to try something else. And they're like, hey. Yeah, you, it's actually a we, whole lot better than I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, can you come grass back? isn't always greener <laughs> right. yeah. on the other side. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just being flexible or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we have ran into some people being like, well, I can make X amount here. So are you going to match? Sure. Just to start out. And I'm we, some of us just having to change our thinking of like, but you're starting out as a dishwasher. Like, I don't want you to stay as yeah. a dishwasher. Like, right. I want to give you like raises, but I as can't you learn start you off other yeah. trades at what my chefs Yeah, that's the thing that you guys would deal with more than, than we would because you yeah. have so much more staff. But I've seen it a little bit as we continue to add staff is your allegiances to the folks that are already with you and that have been with you for a while. And yeah, this, this new person comes along and they're nice and shiny and it sounds like they're going to do something really good. But look, man, like I, I don't even pay this guy that much and he's committed or she or whatever. And they've yeah. done all this for us. So we have to hold this line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm of the thought process that like minimum wage doesn't need to go up. And I say that because entry-level jobs are meant to be entry-level jobs. Mm-hmm. You don't want to stay there forever. You want to get better. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to have to pay a dishwasher 11 or 12 bucks an hour. I want to pay them nine mm-hmm. to motivate them to say, hey, I want to learn expo. I want to yeah. run salads. I want to Step do the up. door. Okay, you learn that and I'll give you another dollar. Yeah. You learn that, I'll give you another dollar. But yeah. just to get them started now, you got to give them right. where you'd have well, them in six, yeah. eight, ten months Fast or a year. Fast foods are $15 an hour, so it's yeah. like, uh, And that's where we kind of yeah. rely on our, you, you said it, you're flexible here. You can help people a little bit more. That's why you have people come back. And yep. we run into that. People are like, well, I can go to Walmart and make 15 bucks an hour. You can. Mm-hmm. For 36 yeah. bu- 36 hours a week, and that's all you're getting. And when you need time off, they don't care. Nope. And when you have a family emergency or something, you know, when we're done here, I'm going back to work and I'm going to wash dishes Mm -hmm. and do hand wash, which honestly is one of my favorite jobs because it's just mind numbing and I just don't have to worry (laughs) about anything. There's studies that show that. You're onto something. I love it. I do. I love it. But just, you know, setting them up for success for the end of the night when they get done working the line for four and a half hours, they can go, oh, good. Now we don't have an hour and a half worth of dishes to do. That's Mm -hmm. that's good. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so... It's just, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Obviously, if I knew, I would have done it already and yeah. be making a lot more money than I am now. I'm, uh, I'm with, with you. The answers. It's uh, and and same deal with that um, minimum wage thing that you said. I'm with you 100 percent on that. Yeah. Like, to me, the problem is not the minimum wage. It's the businesses and it's how hard folks want to work. Yeah. Any any company that's out paying, <clears throat> excuse me, seven dollars an hour or whatever it is right now that doesn't have some kind of plan for that person to move their way up mm-hmm. just shouldn't be in business anyway. Yeah. Right. You know, people just shouldn't even be buying anything from them. Yep. You know? yeah. yeah. You guys are talking about like quality work and what that's worth. Yeah. And we're trying yep. to get like a equal outcome and just put a price tag on it. And that's no way that can work whatsoever. No. And it, and it hasn't in the, throughout the history of civilization. So it kind of uh, disheartening to see, government agencies trying to push towards that or some of our elected officials push towards that. It's like, no, 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 no. It's never worked ever. It yeah. has terrible consequences. Yeah. Right. Why the, are we 
fighting for that. The hardest mm-hmm. part about it, and this is just off on a little tangent, is as as the business owner and as you decide what you're going to be paying people, it's human nature to try to do whatever you can to not get taken advantage of. Yeah. So you kind of think like that, like, mm-hmm. well, I don't really want to pay this person this because they might just, you know, screw me and go running off and then I got to do this and do that and whatever. But the reality is that you, you have to hire, right, as best as you can and then just put faith in people and just see what happens, man. Yeah. I mean, that's just all there is to it. No, there's a lot of faith in that. It's putting yeah. – or- truth in that putting the faith in people yeah. and just being transparent with them yeah we've tried to do that probably the last six eight years with our staff just being very transparent this is your role this is what we expect mm-hmm. and if you don't meet those expectations we're gonna have a conversation we'll yep. try to redirect yeah you know we just hired a new gal now put her on a 90-day probationary period we're gonna hire you at this we're gonna work 90 days and on that 90-day mark we're gonna come in in the morning and we're gonna sit and you're gonna be able to say hey this isn't what i thought it was i don't want to be here and we're gonna say okay no problem we'll part friends or we can look at you and say this isn't quite what we expected. Um, we're just going to go ahead and part ways. Sure. And we expect you at that point to say, okay, mm-hmm. and move along. Mm-hmm. But it's just y- – you. Your easy out there is you know you could be making $15 an hour at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an application. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys have with your team – meetings and like weekly do you have something set or is it kind of so we did have yeah we had uh um we had a general manager and executive chef uh, uh-huh. they've both left us here in the last probably three months three or four yeah three months um both just moving on to other things yeah. one had his third baby and he's like wife needs me home um can't work in the restaurant anymore so, but we got 10 years with both of them 10 great wow years. tough to lose folks right yeah now. like our life was awesome. I was home every night doing homework with Izzy, with our daughter. I was going to um, ask if you ever are home. Yeah, but, okay. I was home okay. a lot. Now I'm not home now so much. you're not. Okay. But <laughs> like just, um, we, we had those meetings every Monday morning. We'd yeah. sit down with them and go through, you know, positives, negatives, things we need to change. What do we need to correct? Um, what's going on this week? When are holidays? How are we going to support for uh, the special that we got coming? Just all those things. Well, now it's just me and yep. tiff comes in and she's like how can i help you babe i'm like i need laundry done and i need the deposits taken over and i need a cup of coffee and a donut and and a margarita at the same time yes. and a beer yes. and a- margarita <laughs> donuts huh? there we go yeah. but you okay. know we we did and they yeah. were great and it was good and i wish we had those more often we have company-wide meetings i'd say Usually three times a year, yeah. everybody come in. We're closed on Sundays, so we have them in on a Sunday. We try to take, you know, an hour and a half of their day, and that's it. But just go over things. Anybody needs to ask questions? Anybody got problems? Things we need to address? Anybody got ideas? So we need we need to do one of those yeah. really soon because since the departure of our general manager and executive chef, we've got the people in place, but we haven't made announcements like this is who this is. This yeah. is your mm-hmm. next go to. Those kind sure. of things. So yeah. yeah, need to do those things. Yeah. But we got a lot. A lot going on. But mm-hmm. I think, again, like with us owning our business, it's always changing. So you yeah. think you have it figured yeah. out. Again, back to yes. what we've all talked about. You're like, oh, this is amazing. And then the next day you're like, eh, we don't. What are we doing nope. again? <laughs> I don't know. It's just No, it's 100% yeah. right. I would agree with that statement 100%. Yeah. It's rocking. It's rolling. Things are good. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I was in July, he was like, I think that we've got the schedule figured out. And from here on out, it's gonna I'm not going to be there so much i'm like okay and then august 1st he's like so i'm back at the restaurant 24 <laughs> 7 i'm like no. oh okay <clears throat> did something bad happen or like no no we just don't have any staff <laughs> just okay. need the people yep so i've always thought 
in the business model that as an owner, a restaurant would be one of the hardest ones to do. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, and it's something that I have always thought we've yes, talked about a, a number of times to. that I, that would be awesome. I'd love to do it. I love cooking. I love entertaining and being involved in all that kind of stuff. But then I take a realistic look at it and I'm like, oh man, but then yeah. I, I have to do all this and there's the nights and the weekends and all these things. I mean, that's oh, yeah. just gotta be a massive commitment. Yeah. It's, it's a big commitment. And yeah. sh- we've had that talk back before we bought the restaurant. Like I told her, I was like, I want to do this. And she was like, okay, you're my husband. I will, I will follow what your direction is. If you think this is what's best for us. And we prayed about it and she was on board and we went at it full force. But I don't think, not, I don't think, I know for a fact that I can't do round the bend like I do without Tiff and mm-hmm. Izzy at home. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't work without him, without that support system. And I don't mean to make my wife sound like, you know, a homemaker, like she just does my laundry and cooks my lunches. And, <laughs> like that's not at all what I'm saying. And I know you know that, but I don't want to make sure anybody hearing this isn't like, oh, that, that round the bend owner's a real jackass. Like just those little things are huge. Yeah. That I can come home and man, I got yep. clean underwear. Thank, thank you, honey, yep. so much for that. Yep. And there's eggs to cook in the morning, and I can get up and get going in my day. And just even, like I said, like donuts. She brings uh, Farinier Bakery over in Ashland. It's a friend of mine's wife's store. She goes over there, gets donuts for everybody, brings awesome. them over, and just kind of oh, that. It is not donuts. It is pastries. I'm oh. sorry, <laughs> Ashley. Actually, they, I know that you don't sell donuts. <laughs> get it right. Incredible Come on, bakery. Love you, Ashley. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's it's a heck of a commitment, like you said, Ben. Um it takes all day, every day. Yeah. yeah. You know? I will say, because we were pregnant when we bought the restaurant, and one of the conversations we had, because I was very much like, Where are you, when am I ever going to see you? When's our child ever going to see you? And we had some hard conversations, but very much got in the mindset of every child is raised in an environment, mm-hmm. and ours is just going to be a restaurant kid. Mm-hmm. And we set up our office to be a living room and an office. Um, our daughter was born three, 13 weeks premature, so we were in isolation for about two years. And so we could go over there, and when he could hop off the grill, it'd be come in and kiss the baby and <laughs> give me a, some yeah. loves too and walk on out. But I think we both have a team mentality. So if we're at home and Izzy's like, man, I just missed dad, it was like get in the car. We live six minutes from the restaurant, go over and see him. Mm-hmm. Even if it's him holding her while he's grilling, like she's getting time with him. Yeah. And sometimes it's not always cookie cutter. Sure. You got to figure yeah. out yeah. what's best for your family and how to make it work and not be bitter as the other spouse. For like, sure. Yeah. To be like, I'm supporting you because you're supporting us. Yeah. It's, and America, the American culture makes it so, marriage in general, so difficult. And it's, a little give and take on both sides. I, yeah. And I think yeah. that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the employees and just the mentality of, you know, you as an individual mm-hmm. of getting taken advantage of, Yeah, you got to get past that. Like it's, that's not mm-hmm. what's going on here. We're, right. we're working as a team We're we're, yeah. we're working towards these common goals. And to me, from what I've seen, you know, with my parents being entrepreneurs as well, but not to the level, you know, that you guys are talking about there. Growing up around that, there's so many lessons that I picked up mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't really think about it in the beginning that your child is going to get exposed to and that's going to help, you know, pay off for them in in, uh, in, in life skills, you know, down the road. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and and you kind of prefaced it. I remember when you came home and you told me we'd had that hard conversation about the restaurant and when's is he going to see you and this and that. And you remembered you were reading, was it Ivana, Ivanka Trump's book or something? And you're like, I grew up underneath the tables of my dad's business meetings. Mm-hmm. Coloring coloring in a coloring book like mm-hmm. that's just where i was and so many yeah. things that i heard and i just listened and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. she's incredibly successful f- you know because of her dad's money whatever but she's successful and a driven individual because right. of her environment she got exposed to things she yeah. got exposed yeah. to it you know and, and and look at you your parents were entrepreneurs you mm-hmm. were around and what are you doing mm-hmm. you, podcast 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 yeah it's waiting to go viral and make millions <laughs> baby if you think about it really like you know the that lifestyle is kind of the one that gets scrutinized but if you think about like the traditional of you know dad's at work eight to five whatever it is in most families anymore mom's also at work eight to five the child's yeah. at daycare you know they come home everyone gets there at five thirty. they make dinner then it's an hour and everyone goes to bed and so on and so forth you know that story that you told earlier about you know you guys are at home and you take care of your child and she wants to see dad and you get the opportunity to go do that like 90% of these other families don't get the opportunity Cannot. to go do that. Yeah. yeah, You get dad for two and a half hours between he gets home from work and bedtime. And yep. he's gassed when he gets yeah. home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. A lot of that is just a Hollywood lie where dad's not around, so the family's struggling because yeah. he's working yeah. overtime. Yeah. And they pit the wife and the husband against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's in the majority of families, I want to say, in America, that's just not the way it is. They have each other's backs. That's yeah. how you guys were able to stay open. You know, not only from when the time you bought it, but during the the pandemic and all that craziness. Yeah. Right. And even today where you're going through some tough times staffing wise, but you know it's gonna work. You you guys have each other's back. Yep. You know, and it you don't have to buy into that Hollywood mumbo jumbo right. of oh man, he's trying to screw me over again or he's not yeah, home when sure, he's supposed yeah. to be. You know, like And and before we move on past that, I also want to make sure that I point out that I'm not saying that necessarily one way or the other is better. It's just mm-hmm. that right. there are differences between the two, and you have to pick as a family what, what works best for you, and you guys yeah. are figuring out how to make this scenario work for you. Yep. Yeah. So, like, in our scenario, it's like we had – I had the freedom to be able to just hop in the truck and do whatever, but he is the one who's chained to the grill. Right. Yeah, <laughs> grinding work, like, it out. One of yeah. us had the freedom to just up and leave, and that's – we've have, had ebbs and flows with that, but – yeah, it hasn't been easy. Been married no. for 17 years, and yeah. it's not been easy. No, I, I love the name Izzy, and I think it's terrific what you guys have going on right now because she is learning firsthand, real world, that, okay, this is how it works. That if you want to have a successful business, you want to have a, a strong marriage, mm-hmm. this is it right here. Yeah, you, you know? got to work at it. And she's 10 years old, just turned 10, and all summer long she's been coming in every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 8 o'clock. She works for two hours, and she bags Portion controls, uh, appetizers. That's awesome. But that's her responsibility. You come in, and then she's been on vacation a couple times, and she has to put in her time off, Mm -hmm. has to ask for time off, make sure she gets it okay. You know, just (laughs) learning those things because so many of those lessons are not being taught nowadays. For sure. Back to what you said. It's not the kids. Parents. Parents not teaching it, not taking the time. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm -hmm. the kids' fault. They're just looking at their parents. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. It's cool, man. Uh, one one other thing I want to talk about before we get into that, um, you guys were talking about your your uh, well, we've talked a little bit about your food in particular, and I wanted to touch on this topic we talked about beforehand um, because I think there's a lot of people that wonder about this. We talk a lot about beef and Nebraska and how everything's coming up around here. Um, the beef that you guys serve, first of all, we've been out to the restaurant a number of times, and it's top notch every time Thanks. we've been out. It there. is super good. Appreciate it. He's uh, a little picky about his beef. So. I am. I am like honestly. 
I would 100% prefer to cook my own steak at home than go to a restaurant. Yeah. But with your guys' restaurant, like if we want to go out there, yeah. I'm like, let's go. And he's not awesome. just saying that. Yeah. Like we're not just saying that. Yeah. He's no, that's pretty picky. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So it's it, it's great. Um, one of the things that you guys talked about that we don't hear a lot about is this wet aging. And I'm curious about that compared to the dry aging. Can you just quickly like kind of explain to us what that means and how that works? Yeah. And I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm a college dropout. So I don't know all the correct terms and <laughs> all that. You know it all then. <laughs> but um, it, it just comes down to your preference. So we wet age. So our beef is box beef we get it in from the packer it's in its own it's in its own blood its own juices everything from the packing house in its cryvacked pack and then we take it from there after we 40 days wet age everything which wet aging is just in that package so from the day it's killed it's it's cut into primals so a ribeye a sirloin primal a new york primal whatever it may be and then packaged sent to us and then we let it sit in that box for 40 days minimum before we sit cut in the it. box, sit in the fridge, in the fridge, in that, just in that cryback pack, okay. in the juices, just in the sitting. juices, yep. in the blood. Marinate. Yep. Just sitting in its own. And, it, and it's all about enzymes and breaking down and okay. tenderizing. Yep. Yep. That's See, and I don't purpose. know enough about yep. this stuff. So okay. that's the purpose of wet age or dry age. Mm-hmm. Either one is to tenderize your meat. Because if you take it, kill it, cut it, and away you go. It's it's not going to be as tender. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. rough. Like mm-hmm. I, I hang out with hunters that try and cook the deer that day. It's like, oh man, that's going to be a rough steak, yep. you know. Yep. So the 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 aging process is just to tenderize it, and we do the wet age, like I said, and then dry aging. Uh, a couple of different ways to do it. You can do it at home, and they make these dry age bags where it pulls the moisture off, but keeps it just moist enough to not rot or whatever. I don't understand it because I've never dove into that, but there's so much loss to us, you know, as we sell in to to folks. We gotta. We have to have as much product as possible mm-hmm. to be able to sell. So when you dry age anything, you're always going to have a loss. Um, I'd say 25 percent, probably minimum. And then you've got to cut the steak and cut a little bit more off, so you get you know your yield loss. Because there. the idea there for people to understand is that when you're dry aging, you're it's it's creating something on the outside of the meat that essentially becomes inedible. Right. It's a and crust. you have to slice all that off. Yep. When it comes time so that, to that's not good to eat when you you wouldn't at all. you wouldn't eat that stuff that's on the edge necessarily. Right. So you're okay. you're trimming that off to make it look like what a traditional steak would look like. So it's been sitting there dry aging, and then it gets this film crust on it yep. that needs to go away and then you cook yeah so you can yeah. most guys just take the whole primal and they'll just trim just you just take your knife and just cut everything oh, off I, like okay. it, depending upon how long you dry age it is how much deeper you have to mm-hmm. cut and loss mm-hmm. you're going to get mm-hmm. so there's guys that'll dry age like 60 days 70 days and that's just going deeper and deeper into the meat and it's just more tenderizing but losing and flavor lo- more and more but their yield yeah so okay. like when we cut um just say sirloins for instance i get a whole wet age sirloin butt we will yield about 86 percent off of that so i'll use 86 percent of that for product to mm-hmm. go out the door. Mm-hmm. If I wet it or if I dry age that, I'm going to probably get like 60% hmm. out of that. So mm-hmm. I've paid for it. And if I dry age it, I'm just throwing my money away. Yep. And like we talked earlier, I'm, I've, ha- I've had to pay another person, you know, my, my yep. producer to get yep. it to me. So I have to upcharge it a little bit more. Yeah. So wet age is the way for us to be able to offset that cost to our customers then. Cause if I dry aged it, 
I would just have to charge more for it because mm-hmm. I'm losing more on the yeah. cutting side. And there's a different taste? There is a different taste. Um, okay. The wet age um, is just more of a, I'm going to call it a natural beef flavor. Um, the wet or the dry age is more of an earthy, um, buttery flavor. Huh. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's very distinct. You can definitely tell the differences. Um, I prefer the wet age. Um, over the dry age, and I don't know if that's my mind that tells me they had to lose, lose a lot on <laughs> this. Good. You know, I'd, I'd prefer a wet age. I could yeah. get more out of yeah. it. Yeah. But, um, you know, everybody's got their preferences. And, mm-hmm. and some guys will take that crust on the outside because it, it is edible. It's not rotten, mm-hmm. but it is turned. It's, it's just more turn. something that, like, most people would look at and they'd be like, I don't want to yeah. eat that, yeah. even though they could. Exactly. Yeah. The, but some aesthetic. guys will take that and they'll grind that in with some fresh ground beef. They'll mix that in there to give it a better flavor, a different mm-hmm. flavor. Mm-hmm. Huh. And that's, it's delicious. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. local guy, um, Billy Buck Smokehouse. He's just a oh, yeah. traveling mm-hmm. place. Yep. Um, he does some great dry age stuff just for himself. And he'll cut a New York up and bring me up one and we'll cook it and munch on it at the bar over a beer. That guy's got those awesome peppers. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yep. Wait, Billy Buck Smokehouse. Was that the guy peppers. that was at the fair? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Get him on the pod. Get him on yeah, the pod. Should. He yeah. would he'd probably love to come over here. You're going to have to have some uh, Jim Beam and quite a few more beers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Hey. Yeah. Make hey. that happen. No, Billy Buck's arm. great. He's Not awesome. Not a problem. Great. So, dude. yeah, that's that's super interesting. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that hear that. Those terms keep getting thrown around, so I just want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously it works because the meals are awesome. And we've we've definitely had them both ways. I mean, we, we buy some of the beef that yep. we buy that's in our freezers dry aged. Yep. Maybe a little bit different of a dry age process or whatever, right. but yeah, no, it's it's great. So I was just curious about that. Yeah, but, everybody's so. everybody's got their things and the way they like to do stuff. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's kind of a weekend smoker here and there, and they like yep. to, you mm-hmm. know, let it rest on the counter for four hours and then rub it down with the seasoning and then let it sit for another four. You know, yeah. everybody's got their their things. Yeah, and we found what works for us, and it's it's obviously it or honestly it sticks to the kiss method. Just keep it simple, yeah. stupid. Yeah. yeah, heck yeah. Wet age it, cut it open after forty days, and like I said, some of our ribeyes, you know, we'll get. 80 days. Some of our steaks, 80 days of age on them. Mm. Nice. Sirloins will get 90. We can go, 100 is our breaking point. Mm-hmm. We do not go over 100 days of, of age. And that's just because we take all of our trimmings when we cut all of our steaks in-house. We take all of that and put it into our grinder and grind it for our burgers. So our burgers are 100% steak burgers. That's something that I got to try because when I go out there, it's like, why am I not getting a steak? Yeah. But I you're, guess, a, you're a burger but guy, he's a, I, I love burgers, he man. Loves burgers. I love burgers. <laughs> yep. I got to try it. They're they're incredible. It's just like biting into a steak because it's got a little bit of filet. Well, yeah. they brought us some. Yeah, oh, fridge. yeah, I did. Those were fresh patties yesterday, some, oh, and they haven't been froze. So, oh, right, he is. Right. He's there's, like, dinner, oh. there's dinner right there. There we go. All right. He's pumped now. Nice. Well, cool, Perfect. man. We're uh, what are we coming up on an hour here? We got. I feel like we got a hundred other things we could talk about. I think we're gonna have to have you guys back. We'd love to come back. This has been a blast. There's some other topics Perfect. that I think we could really dig into. Sweet. Um, but with what we have left, do you guys have anything else? By the way, that you wanted I, to hit on? I don't for this no. round. No. no. Well, where can people find you? So we all are, the socials. Yep, on the social media. So um, Facebook slash Round the Ben Steakhouse. And that's round like a ball. R O U N D. Not a round. Mm-hmm. We're just okay. round mm-hmm. like a ball. Round the Ben Steakhouse. Uh, Instagram is rtb.nation. That's who we dubbed our customer base during COVID, mm-hmm. was uh, Round the Ben Nation, RTB Nation. Uh, and then uh, we've got a YouTube channel as well. And I don't 
know what that is. You know the handle? Yeah. So, awesome. We used it during our uh, So upgrade. it's newer. It is newer, yeah. We used it during our upgrade to kind of give people an inside look behind the scenes yeah. mm-hmm. of what the kitchen remodel was like and start to finish. So nice. that was that was fun, and then it just fell off when we opened back up because uh, I, I have a lot of respect for the guys that do YouTube full-time. Oh, man. Oh, my crazy? Lord. It's a big yep. beast, huh? Wow. It is yep. unbelievable. So yep. I, uh, I fell off that wagon in a hurry. We've talked about it a little bit, and I think the only way that I could do it is I would have to pay somebody to basically carry around the camera and do the production and do it, which yep. at that point, I mean, it's not worth it until you get to – you know, a couple hundred thousand, but Yo. I couldn't do it any other way. Yeah, it's too it, much. It only take you about seven years to get there, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and some sometimes they they hit hard. Oh, Tiff just pulled it up for me. It's a YouTube RTB Steakhouse. Nice. Yeah, RTB okay. is Round the Bend Steakhouse. Cool. Good deal. Um, but yeah, it's you know those, some of those YouTubes can be flash in the pan and it works out real fast. And other guys, it's years yep. before yeah. it takes off. Yep. So yeah, we kind of know a little bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not personally, but no, no, yeah. The farm focus side. Yeah. 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 Well, what no do you doubt have it's in there? Uh, it's worth the trip. Um, the town is South Bend. If anyone was trying to like look up, yeah. So our address is Ashland. Ashland, okay. Oh, it's actually okay. Ashland. It is. Are you yep. closer to Ashland than South Bend? Or? Nope. So it's but it's actually we're Ashland. a mile and a half outside okay. of South Bend, but our address is actually Ashland, and it's exit four twenty six, the yeah. Sack Museum, Mahoney State Park, the and Wildlife Safari. It is not far off the interstate. Two miles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. two miles it's off. Easy, so right. and it's on top of a hill, the highest point in Cass County. Yeah. Big sign at the bottom of the driveway that says "Home of the Testicle Festival." That's that's if it. you're running it. if you're running I eighty and you're coming across Nebraska and you get to the eastern part stop exit four twenty six two miles south perfect. ask for T J and Tiff because I'll probably be there cooking <laughs> <laughs> unless nice. somebody out there is looking for a job contact T J at roundthebendsteakhouse dot com <laughs> love it all right let's get so into we it. got a couple of things here there's some folks that we work with that we wanted to share with you guys as well um, we've got this kind of cool little spot here in the middle i don't think you guys have th- seen this yet um this company charred chisel made mm-hmm. this flag for us have they sent you guys anything you need to contact them because they can make something super cool for you guys all right um but inside this little area here let me show you what we got oh it's a magic table yeah we got nice. a little, little hidden compartment so there's a couple of nebraska companies that we work with uh first of all these copper cups so you guys are going to need these here for there you in go. just a minute. Well, if they want a drink. Uh, yeah. Sky blue, grass yeah. green. Okay. Uh, so those are made by a company called Handlebend. Um, Handlebend is in O'Neill. O'Neill. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Wow. O'Neill. Yep. You could do some damage with that. Thing. That's, that's the real deal. It's that's real copper right so there. so heavy. That's a copper mug for real. Full on <laughs> copper, yeah. No, but that's, that's true 12-ounce curls. You can get jacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys have created a really cool company and and really cool products with the cups. They do straws. They do all kinds of neat things. They custom made those for us so that they would fit in this space. Okay. But most of them are bigger. They're kind of like mule cups or whatever, you know, that you traditionally see. But what's cool about these is they're full on copper. Like they're not lined with anything or they're all handmade. They put the stampings on them. Sweet. Yeah. It's a badass product. So anyway, we've got that. And then the other group we work with here is Cooper's Chase in West West Point. Point. Doug yeah. with Cooper's Chase, they uh, they distill these spirits right there in West Point, Nebraska. Uh, we've had Doug on a couple of times. Great yeah. dude, makes a great product. So we'd like to give him a shout out. Good bourbon, good vodka. Mm-hmm. If you guys mm-hmm. want a shot in that, I need to be yep. friends with that guy. Uh, I He's mean, great. He, oh, he Doug's so with good. The, the local grain out of the local elevator, you know, that's what this is distilled yeah. from. Yeah, nice. Do you, yeah. And, 
probably through your guys' distributor. I bet you could get this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it's yeah. Um, Johnson Brothers or Southern Glazers. Yeah, Republic. One of those has probably got it. Yeah, you have to check it out. But it's cool, Nebraska company, great product. Um, so we like to have a little bit of a drink. Do okay. we have uh, what? Oh, you're cups? looking for the cups. Yeah, Sorry. I was like, what Andy are you needs about? Andy needs one too. Okay. Unless you guys don't want one, no, do you guys here. want a shot? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. you have to. Okay. okay. Right. You're gonna you pass. Want? I'm gonna pass. Okay, I, Andy, I'll, have that. I'll pass. Oh, you don't want one either? Well, okay, fine, I will. <laughs> Twist my arm. Give me the vodka. So the vodka or the bourbon, we'll have ourselves a little taste here. Have you even had the vodka yet? You always you do bourbon. Plan. I'm not trying to call it, you out. I have not curious. had the vodka. Okay, so maybe you should. No. What do? You, oh, guests no, need to get poured well, first. Good. Good. What ahead. do you want? Go bourbon? I'm, go, I'm going bourbon. Okay. Bourbon. Yeah. Bourbon yeah. it up. So Ooh, we had, uh, we talked about Upstream Farms earlier. We had those guys on. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think that episode's coming out here in the next week or two. But um, mm-hmm. they are doing some distilling, which is sounds like it's going to be pretty sweet. I've been watching some of their stuff on yeah. on Instagram and things. Yeah, those awesome. guys got a lot going on. Yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah. They do. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll get some of that in the table here. So let's have a little cheers. Okay, Appreciate cheers. you guys coming. Absolutely, thanks Man, for having us. Yeah, it's great to catch up with you guys. My RTB cool Nation cup. Heck yeah, get that <laughs> <on>. <laughs> we go. <laughs> All right, Love let's it. have right, a little drink here. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that doesn't suck at all. No, <laughs> pretty smooth. That's it's good. good. Pretty yeah. smooth bourbon. It does a hell of a job, man. Yeah. Very nice. I've tried a lot of different bourbons, and I'm by no means a connoisseur, but I like drinking this one. <laughs> that is real good. Yeah. yeah, we just had to refill the <laughs> speakeasy. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> no, that table is sweet. I might uh, I might need something like that at it's home. A cool setup. So his buddy made this table for him. Yeah, he just builds like random wood projects in his garage, so he put this together for the podcast. Awesome. I think it's sweet. Yeah. Local, yeah. like around here? Yeah, he's yes. up in uh, Papillion area. Okay. Yep. We'll hook you up. Good Very friend cool. of mine. Um, so finally, uh, with the handle bin product that we talked about, um, like I said, we work with those guys pretty close, and they've uh, done something special for us where we've got these gift sets. So our guests Boom. get this, this gift set. Oh, wow, that so is sweet. You can see how they make these things, man. Like how they, how they, uh, how like they. A, the packaging's badass. It's like a handmade pallet yeah. wrapped around. Right. Mm-hmm. You got a crowbar Stamped. it open. In order to to open the thing up to get to your cups, they provide you with the crowbar. That is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's a super cool product too. Those cups are awesome. That's the that's the full size ones. Awesome. So that's a gift from us and from Handle Ben for you guys Thank for you coming guys. out. Yep. Appreciate it very yep. much. Yeah. Absolutely. It means a lot. Absolutely. So yeah, this man. This is great. Yeah, what else? Anything else? I was gonna say till next time, right? Around the bin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, about time for dinner. Ben's gonna get a burger tonight. <laughs> yeah, now you're hungry. Say, don't don't let him hold hold everything. I brought enough. You could probably get some too. Oh, so. Andy's Glad you getting mentioned some. that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we won't leave you out. Well, thanks right. for coming. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you guys. Until next time, folks. For sure. I'm going to hit this music. Peace.